Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. I was going to dress up as a stupid idiot. But they didn't have any more Jericho costumes, man. Zing! Zing! <laughs> All right. All right, Roman. <laughs> I have a feeling I know uh, where this is going. Oh, no. You know what happens to people who insult me on Halloween, right, Roman? You know what happens? You know what happens? You know what happens? You just made the list! You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, squashing beefs for over five years. This week, we settle some scores, baby. Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I am joined, as always, with the overhung Baco. How are you, sir? I'm a little hungover this morning, Luce. I have to admit, I was up late with the Decibel Geek Boys, and I went uh, I went rock and run running on the bit. So, uh, I, apparently, <laughs> I don't remember how to drink, because um, it, okay. it didn't seem like that big a deal, but... Uh, if 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 it's almost like I turned into a pumpkin, like Cinderella or something like that, you know, I, at a certain point, I'm, I, I'm required to stop drinking. But uh, my God, all right, well, um, you're supposed apparently to apparently there is alcohol in Coors Light. Okay, fair enough. All right, but other than that, I'm good. I was going to say, I look forward to hearing that. And I'm sure you do to figure out what the hell you said. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what I said. Oh my lord, it get, uh, yeah, it should be fun, but. Uh, before we get into today's stuff, our last episode was the, the the slash one, and we have gotten a lot of really good feedback on that. Uh, uh, apparently, the world needed to hear a little bit about slash and not just <laughs> appetite for destruction. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was a fun episode, and uh, just really, I don't know, I was really pleased with the the responses. We got a lot of comments, a lot of activity on social media. So, and if we were organized, we could actually list off the people who shared it. Exactly. Yeah, there's some nice comments, and uh, it was just a cool thing. It's good to it, it was it was good during and after just revisiting the whole catalog, putting that putting that episode together. So, hopefully, somebody out there discovered a gem or not, or inspired them to go back. 
But uh, good, good conversation. And agree- agreed. And uh, the opening to the show though featured a a new voice I hadn't heard. Luce Junior made an appearance. Uh, he did. He did. He was. He also uh, was revisiting the slash catalog and was uh, <laughs> was quite quite inspired. So now yeah. I <laughs> met both your kids when I was out there. What uh, four? Shit, it's five years ago now. Coming this November. Uh, so in my head, they're exactly the same age. You know what I mean? I have not seen them age. So I, I, I want to say five and two was the age back then. So is sure. is he like ten years old now? How old is Luce Junior? He'll he'll be ten uh, next next uh, uh, this actually this month this month. Yep. So exactly. No, <laughs> Father of the year. Though. Let's see when is that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're we're drinking coffee. I'm not drunk, but my head is. But I, I, the same yeah. thing as when you're when you're tired, you're basically drunk in a way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, well, yeah, man. He seemed very natural. Is there any chance you're going to try to do a switcheroo where he'll hold up like that face fan uh, in front of the <laughs> camera, and uh, I'll see that, and I'll, he'll be actually doing the show. There'll be more rumors about my death, and he'll, he'll <laughs> that guy. I'll, he'll take over. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, I. I I plan on hand, handing him the torch in, uh, I'm going to say, uh, t- 25 years. Okay. He'll, he'll, he'll take over. Uh, f- future podcasting. P- better parenting through podcasting, right? That's right. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, what kind of stuff we want to get into today, man? We have all sorts of shit to talk about. We need to inform the public the mm-hmm. important things that, that's going out, uh, going on in pop culture and, of course, in the music industry. Correct? Correct. Uh, but we do have to get get a beef out of the way here. Oh, Yes, that's true. As most of the listeners know, a few months back, we did a Hot in the Shade episode, and it was uh, widely acclaimed, uh, highly praised. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I'm, Paul Stanley talked about it. You know, I mean, he didn't. <laughs> but uh, no, we got a lot of great... That was another one that got a lot of buzz uh, for us. But yeah, so what we did is that we didn't just break down Hot in the Shade. We did we did a two-part episode where we basically resequenced it. We each picked our own sequence, and we, we, we ran through each track. And then uh, we, we eliminated, I think, four songs each and turned out a... Oh, no, we five songs each. Yeah, we turned out a 10-track album. And once, once the, uh, the episodes were out, we also kind of, to, to engage the audience, we threw out a poll. Like, this is the 10-track the record I did, which was called Baco in the Shade, and yours was named Loose in the Cannon. So, yeah, we, we put up a little poll where people could vote on my 10-track, perfectly sequenced record, and your far inferior uh, version. Uh, I think it was like two songs different. <laughs> one, one, once again, it's a, a Hot in the Cannon. Hot in the Cannon, yeah. <laughs> but it's a Loose in the uh, Cannon is more. Yeah, Google that. That's just a variation of my name, Loose in the Cannon, which is not something that you oh, want to... loosen the can. <laughs> is that what I said? Yeah. Well, I want to go with that. Let's go go, go ahead, go to YouPorn and hit loosen the cannon. Please do, yeah. All right, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, so a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great episode. It was, it was good to get all the feedback. Yeah, do you know how you get loose in the cannon? <laughs> uh, well, how do you get loose in the cannon? Oh, you, first, you need to find a green man Alicia and a three pronged dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for you priest fans. Yeah. We'll drop there. All right, uh, go ahead. <laughs> All you perverted 12 year old priest fans. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I'm raising my hand right now. But yeah, so uh, it, it was great. It was really cool. Uh, you know, we, we dip into the Kiss Well once in a while. We are not a, an exclusive Kiss podcast. But there are many of them out there, as you know. And mm-hmm. about a month later, another show basically did the exact same thing. Everything to the T. To the, they, they had a poll of, uh, hey, vote on this guy's list and this guy's list and this guy's list. And they actually... Did they resequence it? Did they re-sequence they it resequenced too? it. They, they dialed it down to 10 tracks. Theirs was, you know, horribly sequenced. But uh, I only accept mine. Uh, so uh, <laughs> they shouldn't take that too personally. Uh, sure. But... <laughs> <laughs> you can you can educate them on that. They they they, they took it a step further, loose, and and it, this is where the this is where the rub is. They acknowledged mm. that we did it before they did it, and that they were kind of taking the idea from us, and that's fine. We're all friends here, but they would not even mention us by name. They we the whole time we were credited as another show. What? Another? What is this? The 1980s when you're you're comparing detergents on a commercial? It's brand A and brand B. Yeah, and they got like well, a black sticker and, across their face. Yeah. No, come on. We're, we're listen. We're influenced by their shows, but we acknowledge them. Come on, man. 
Yeah, how hard is it to say, uh, yeah, uh, Baco and Loose Cannon talked about this over on Cobras and Fire. Uh, go check that out because it's far superior than what we're about to do. That's <laughs> all I'm asking. Well, That's not all that. I'm asking. And, yeah, and, and I'm not even sure I want to mention their name now. I want kind of want to be petty about it. I don't know. What do you think? Is this a show where one of the hosts doesn't think the sequencing is important? Me, 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 there, me. It, yes, there is a member of the, the of this uh, KISS podcast that doesn't think sequencing is important. Now, is this also a show where if the host all of a sudden need to leave town and had a go bag that would be a, a vinyl record player? He could just fold <laughs> in half and go? A dusty fold over top uh, vinyl, yeah, turntable, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Podcast Rock City. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, you cracked the code. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Those sons of bitches. And and they, they they claim at the beginning that they had actually thought about doing that long before ours came out. But <laughs> once ours did come out, they decided to wait. And they only waited like a month. I'm like, yeah. honestly, if you would have done it at exactly the same time or a week later, I would have had a much easier time believing that you were already, you already had that sucker locked in. But to me... You know- they, yeah. they literally stole it. They did not think of that on themselves. I'm calling them out. I, I'm telling you this, too, is that I'm not sure if you knew this, but a month before Netflix came out, I came up with that idea. Yeah. Uh, the iPhone? The student Steve Jobs mentioned it. I had that thing, the prototype, in my in my house. Same I actually kind of had the, the conceptual idea of the movie Mystery Alaska before that movie came out. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and and grandma's boy, I have the script almost exactly to the T, every single word. Who di- who didn't sleep in a race car bed until they're in their twenties? That's true. Well, we know we know two guys in Canada that have one. <laughs> yeah. uh, side by side, locked in there, mm-hmm. like they're racing when they go to bed. That's e- right. <laughs> <laughs> Wally and the Meister, like just talking to each other, like staring at the ceiling, like making motor sounds. Wing wing. <laughs> It's like a Canadian Step Brothers movie. There we go, yeah. They're actually the only podcasters who ever got a speeding ticket while podcasting, too. In their head. No wonder if they podcast in their race car beds. That's probably reckless driving. Get a DUI in their race car bed. Well, much love to Joe and Sonny and everybody over there at Podcast Rock City. Um, look for a recreation of this episode about a month later from now on Podcast Rock City. And by the way, you're welcome. We just said your name. How hard was that? In other KISS podcast-related beefs, uh, there is another show that I listen to uh, somewhat uh, pretty frequently. Uh, is the Shout It Out Loud cast. Both of the hosts, Zeus and Tom, appear on the whatever, never mind kind of thing I'm doing. But backing up a little bit here, uh, about a week or two ago, Peter Chris made some news. All of a sudden came out of the woodwork, and it really got the KISS universe all aflutter. Uh, the Matt Porters of the world were sharing this video, and it's Peter in his living room, and he's singing Don't Let Me Down from his uh, 78 solo album. Uh, now, I actually enjoy Peter, <laughs> Peter's record, the, the, the 78 solo record. It's for, I enjoy it for what it is. I just think it's well done, well produced, and, and I, they're... they're 
there's some pretty good songs on there. It's not something I crank up and, you know, tap a keg to. But that said, you know, Peter's an old man now. I mean, you know, he's in his 70s or something like that. I'm not sure his actual age. But this was pretty fucking embarrassing. It was like watching my dad do karaoke, which would be cute if it was my dad doing it and he was 70. But and it wasn't that he couldn't sing it. He did OK there. Um, it was more that it was like the, it was an actual karaoke kind of setup. Tons of reverb bouncing around the place. Baby, don't you let me down. Don't you leave me alone. Don't you run around. Did he let you down? He, he, well, I wouldn't say he let me down. I'm just, I think you got to have somebody. Oh, we talk about this all the time. Somebody needs to be the quality control in some of these artists' lives. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Peter, got, got, by the way, got shut down at karaoke because he was only drinking Pepsis. Uh, they're, they're like, uh, sorry, sir, if you're not going to get hammered, you can't be here. Uh, he, and, he and Miles are right, right next yeah. to each other. Just, <laughs> just, just slam, next to Miles, slamming. All bummed. By the way, uh, just yeah, so Miles you know, Kennedy a- was in the in the video too, in the background, waiting to sing his song. <laughs> <laughs> all antsy. Now, by the way, uh, just just to let you know that uh, Peter Chris is more of an RC Cola guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, a gal. Uh, he goes into restaurants and orders a tab. <laughs> <laughs> tab? Like, what do you mean you don't have tab still? What was the one that had a thousand grams of sugar? It was it was a cola. Jolt. Jolt. That's it. What a great name. <laughs> Good for the kids. Go ahead. Do you have Schweppes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Peter's in uh, in his living room with a bottle of Schweppes uh, or RC <laughs> Cola or whatever. He's got like a two liter bottle sitting next to the the video monitor. And it's, and it's of course it's the cathode ray one. You know, it's not th- these new sure. flat screens. He's still no, got the no. old school, but yeah, it, it was like you know, and and the it's in a big hard room, so it sounds like complete ass, and it kind of is silly. Like it doesn't look like this guy is a professional musician. It is like a a grandchild convinced their grandpa to do this <laughs> while they filmed it, so they could have a, a viral video. Now, here's my other question too: Is the on the video itself is he like this, like half out of the picture the entire time, like not in front of the screen? Because that's usually what grandma and grandpa does. Whenever I whenever I FaceTime uh, my parents, my mom is like in the corner over here, like I see her arm. I'm like, mom, get in front of the camera. I think it's framed okay. <laughs> okay, well done for him then. Anyway, th- this all ties in with uh, shout out Loudcast because they they tweeted it out. You know, just like all basically every Kiss related show is required to do, you have to share this now with the world and say, ah, here's Peter. This is awesome. And and so I, I replied with comments similar to what I just said. I think I said something along the lines of uh, you wouldn't see you know Phil Collins or Don Henley or even fucking Brett Michaels doing this. I do want to address one asshole who is a friend of ours. So of course he's an asshole. <laughs> Um, and that's Baco from the Cobras and Fire podcast. We've yeah, been Bach. on recently. Go after um, him. He put on that this was embarrassing. An old man doing karaoke. If it's my dad, okay. But a storied musician, this only cements the idea that he's dumb and clueless when it comes to music. You'll never see Don Henley, Phil Collins, or even Brett Michaels share something this bad. First of all, <laughs> Phil Collins, Don Henley. And Brett Michaels? The Where Brett does Mi- Brett Michaels fit into that? Because Brett Michaels is known to do some really, really shitty stuff. The Brett Michaels thing threw me for a loop because I'm like, okay, Phil Collins, Don Henley, they're both vocalists, they're both drummers. The Brett Michaels thing, what are you doing? Because Brett Michaels is known to do some really, really shitty stuff. Phil Collins with his Phil Collins and Genesis catalog? Yeah. Maybe a top 10 selling artist of all time. Don Henley and the Eagles are definitely a top 10 10 cell. Correct. Where the fuck does Brett Michaels fit well, into that? Because Brett Michaels is known to do some really, really shitty stuff. But I think that was his point. I think he was trying to say that not even someone as horrible as Brett Michaels. I don't know. I hope that's where he's going. But regardless, why the fuck would you take the time to write on my shit that this is embarrassing? Okay, first of all, it's Baco. Yeah. He 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 he, he exists. Just to jab you, poke you, yeah. to, especially especially you, because he knows you love Peter. 
<laughs> but I just, I, you know, and I love him. Honestly, I like Baco. He's funny oh, and stuff. Absolutely. But I just got to give him shit back. On their, la- on their, the, one of their latest episodes, uh, Zeus took offense to me. Now, apparently, Peter Chris is Zeus's favorite member of Kiss, which is, hmm. which is sad in its own own right. But yeah. Uh, Zeus, Zeus took a little bit of offense to it and, and kind of came at me pretty hard. Uh, now, for those who don't know, Zeus is a lawyer. Can he actually defend Peter Chris? <laughs> well, yeah. He, he, first of all, you know, look, he made a couple valid points. Like, give him a fucking break. The guy's old, kind of. But he, he kind of supported my my whole post. It was like this, you know, this doesn't really need to be out there. This is not what I need as a Kiss fan. You know what I mean? I don't need to see. Look, Peter looked okay. He looked good for a man his age. All that stuff. It's good to see that that he's still out there. But I'd rather see him like just say, "Hey, everybody, it's Peter Chris," and maybe tell a story or something like that than just. Or you know what? Just sit and sit. I, if he sang this like while his wife cooked in in the kitchen and there's no music, it would have been better. Uh, it, it would then it might have been kind of endearing, but to to put his lips right in the microphone and just hear that just nasty karaoke sound. I don't know something about it didn't rub it with me, but. He also took me to task for my Kiss list, uh, the, where I rank every Kiss song from worst to best, right? Mm-hmm. And he said that I had Boomerang in the top ten. <laughs> no, it, no, you didn't. Of course I didn't. I didn't. That song is fucking shit. But I had to actually go back and look where the did I, where the fuck did I have it? It, I had that very close to the top ten, loose one ninety nine out of two hundred nineteen. <laughs> That he was only off by a hundred and ninety. So apparently, it's not that hard to. Be. I used to think getting to like being a lawyer, you always hear these stories like passing the bar is super hard. <laughs> there must not be any math on the fucking bar. One ninety out of two ninety is not near the or two nineteen is not near the top ten. It's all about the decimal. He just moved it. Uh, in other related news, uh, they also had their own hot in the shade episode before. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so apparently we stole they stole it from them. Oh, they had theirs first. Yeah, they okay, were on first. <laughs> ah, it's, it's called the law of diminishing returns. What did you think about Zeus's opening arguments and summation of his points, though? Uh, I would have won that case. Uh, I, I would have, <laughs> def- as they always say, never defend yourself in court. Yeah. I would yeah. say if Zeus is the prosecuting attorney, you, you're probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a cheap shot there. Yeah, well, uh, that's what it's all about. That's there. the man's profession, damn it. Here, here's, you, know, you know, usually uh, when I look for lawyers, I say uh, one of the qualifying questions is I go over their resume and I say, do you do, you do a KISS podcast on the side? <laughs> I was like, before I hire you, who is your favorite just, member of KISS? <laughs> Peter Chris, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with this other guy. He has a Kiss podcast too, and he's a lawyer, but he's never won a case or anything like that. But I just, I just can't, I just can't respect the fact that Peter Chris is your favorite member. So I'm going to have to find different representation. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should get Zeus on to have the uh, to uh, basically. I don't know. Do some kind of mock trial of of Cobras and Fire versus Podcast Rock City in the unclaimed credit category or something. What a shit show that episode? would be! How would we line up? What do we need? Like uh, eight people? But I think that's a great idea. We could just we'll just be our show against their show. That would be good. I like that. And mm-hmm. then just keep having the chum chum in between each, each argument. Um, Maybe we we'll get Ice T on to kind of um, do the investigation on the first half of the episode. Oh, that's true. We do. That's right. <laughs> we'll get him as a guest star. Uh, I like it. This could be um, easily our worst rated episode ever. But anyway, um, I, I, of course, do not check out Podcast Rock City, but I would definitely go to uh, Shout It Out Loudcast if you're a Kiss fan. A lot of fun stuff over there. When the noise next door is banging loud in your life, should I really get
that was the title track, House of Noise, off of the release by the band that definitely would be in my great bands with silly names category. That is Massive Wagons. And I just found out what Massive Wagons actually means. I'm not sure if it makes it better or worse, but it's some term that they heard at a uh, some bar for a, a lady that has a nice uh, chest. Massive <laughs> okay. Wagons. So, uh, yeah, I've never used that. I don't know if it's a, that's a UK thing, but um, there's the origin of that name. Uh, but definitely check it out. House of Noise. Great, fun, blissful rock and roll. What say you? Yeah, and to me it enhances the band name. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make it worse, I can tell you that much. All right. Well, I don't know if you heard, there's a, a pandemic going on right now. Mm. And uh, it has taken a hit on the concert industry, uh, something that is near and dear to both our hearts and most of our listeners. You know, it's it, it's been kind of a bummer not being able to go to a show in so long and not see any kind of live music, not even like, uh, you know, a band at a fair. Like, they can't they canceled the fucking state fair, man. I'm bummed. But uh, It's um, a big deal for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but one band forged ahead, and uh, they recently did a concert with a pretty full crowd and no mask, no social distancing, and they're getting a a little bit of blowback from it. Uh, Great White did a, did a concert up in Dickinson, North Dakota, which is, for those not looking at a map, it is kind of, I don't know, in the middle towards the left half of North Dakota. <laughs> okay, that helps. I now know exactly where it is in my head, North Dakota. I was hoping... Uh... Hoping I had a G- GPS location <laughs> on that place. Yeah, it's Makes about, the story better. It's about a four-score walk from uh, where you're at hmm. by foot. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Excellent. A local guy here uh, who, who does a lot of uh, promotion for bands like this, he actually shared kind of the, the video of, of the event before the news kind of really broke out and blew up. Uh, I didn't really put too much thought into it other than going, God, those people are pretty packed in there. It ended up kind of coming back to them, and I kind of get it now. You know, you'd almost think if any band would know better, you know, with with their history and that whole stuff with that that nightclub fire, that they would like they would go. Right. Eh, we have to yeah, be they, a little yeah. more sensitive about this than other bands, even. Yeah, I mean, from anybody, if you said like, "Hey, should we have a concert in the middle of COVID?" There has to be somebody in that band or management or however, however somebody. The, the band is management. Somebody just goes, you know, this is probably not a good idea PR-wise, you know, if this, that. And especially since, you know, that is such a tragedy. And I don't even know who's in the band since that band. Is it is it most of them plus plus uh, the Great Whites man? I mean, the, yeah, the it is. Oh, uh, shoot. It is at least three, if not four members. Okay. So three people were there for that. And then you're going to say, okay, let's just pack people in. And and it's, it's just all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's the ongoing. I remember there being really bad jokes about that fire, which I never made jokes about that. But the, no, because I can only imagine how terrible that was. But the, but to say like, oh, imagine if you died at a great white concert, like that kind of joke. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing now is like, imagine if you got COVID going to a great white concert. And it's just, it's just odd to see. Like, how does it go from people like, Walking away from me at the at the supermarket, which people do anyway, yeah. post or pre pre COVID. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, you walk down an aisle and people look like you have bombs inside, like you're going to explode. Right. You have that mental state sometimes, like hey, especially about old people, like yeah, I'm just gonna I gotta grab this off the shelf, but don't think I'm like threatening you by grabbing this and being within your six foot right. Distance. No, and yeah. people are just on top of people. They're just jam packed and they're like nothing's ever happened. Like it was just an odd thing to see, right? They're probably sharing beers, <laughs> <laughs> just just sharing beers, and uh, uh, and uh, everybody's making out with each other. <laughs> it's just like an, a Roman orgy out there with Great White. Now, but, Paul uh, Gargano came to their defense. I don't know if you know that name. He was the uh, editor of Metal Edge for a while. Uh, I do recognize that now that you say it. Uh, he um he basically pointed out some statistics. It doesn't change a lot for me. I, the optics of this to me is a big enough issue that Great White probably shouldn't have 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 done this. But he pointed out that like basically the 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 county that this city is in only has 19 confirmed cases of COVID since this whole thing went uh, was has onset. The pop, which is but what he didn't mention is that's like half the population of the entire state of North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that can make sense. I mean if you talk about if you're in rural if you're in if you're in Montana, 
you're probably pretty safe if you finally get together for a, for a gathering. Probably all yeah. safer. You know that's saying? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. again, but, I think they're get, they're probably drawn a little more attention, rightfully so, because of their history with, with tragedy uh, at a concert. But I don't know. Uh, yeah. they, they they did apologize with one of the worst apologies ever. I'll read it for you if you like. Please. Yeah, we have had the luxury of hindsight, and we would like to apologize to those who disagreed with our decision to fulfill our contractual agreement. The promoter <laughs> and staff were nothing but professional and ensured us of the safety precautions. So that's a sorry, not sorry, um, which yeah. I, I, to me yeah. doesn't help the situation. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. We all know the issues between the the the, the current great white and their their former singer Jack Russell. Uh, one thing that Jack did is he came out and he he and he wanted people to know this is not me that kind of stuff. It was a little kind of chippy and petty because of the personal relationship. Even though I agree with what he's saying, I, I think his motivations were probably less uh, genuine. But that I I stood by him because um, a good ten years, if not longer, after that fire. Um, Mark Kendall, the guitar player of Great White, the current Great White, who was at the, the the station house when it burned down, made it clear that that was actually Jack Russell's band, and we were just playing under the Great White moniker. So he wanted to separate himself from that back then. So I have no problem with Jack kind of throwing some shit back at those guys. And uh, I did notice, though, that he was also having a little bit of a dig. Did you notice that pack of uh, Crest Whitening strips that was right next to him? <laughs> now, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get his teeth even wider. <laughs> That's right. I'll win this war. You know, this all kind of ties into what's going on with the con- concert industry, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like you brought up a point that I I'd, I'd, I'd maybe saw a blurb about, but I hadn't really looked into it as much. You want to hit on that? Yeah, Live Nation is trying to basically put all the liability on artists going forward as far as, you know, any you know lawsuits and that kind of stuff related to COVID, which is going to make it even harder for these bands to come back. Yeah, I don't even see how that's ever, ever going to work. I mean, <laughs> you're telling me that if, if I go into a town and I go into a venue and I'm, I, I don't know who's responsible for the people working concessions and things like that. I mean, there's different agreements, different places, but mm-hmm. you're telling me that I, for somebody that's going to be on stage for an hour and a half and responsible for all the shit that goes down in that building. If somebody gets sick at my show, right. I can't tour. I can't tour then. There's no way there's so many variables. I mean, the person that you're actually going and paying from the venue itself, I, if, if anything, the venue should be, should have a liability on them. I would think, cause it's their procedures. Their do you, you, do you know what I'm trying to say here? I, I mean, do. Like, I, but uh, because should... live nation is a evil company, I think they should be liable for everything. Everything that's wrong in the world. I think we should sue live nation for well, I agree too. I mean, they have they have the fees to to defend themselves. Uh, well, I think you what know, what, what a lot of this has to come with is that like they're starting to they're the whole business model of Live Nation and Ticketmaster. To me, I gotta believe if if we peeled back, it's a house of cards. Like and yep. and, and now they're, they're the cards are being pulled out from the bottom with with this and. Once again, as of course society is wont to do, we are allowing the wrong lesson to be learned here. The lesson should be, fuck you guys, your business is shitty and you really shouldn't exist. Nope, we got to figure out a different way that we can continue to be shitty and just take less of the financial risk. So fuck them. Yes, they are essentially uh, Enron. Yeah. If, if you ever if you ever broke that down with all the shady back end deals, I mean, however you want to do it, they were tr- they were trading. Yeah. Not to get crazy here with with stuff, but they were doing all kinds of stuff with energy trading and and shady accounting practices. That's essentially what 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 these what Live Nation is. Is there's all kinds of backdoor deals and scalping, and it's all mm-hmm. this. But to put liability on the artists, I mean, they're just getting by already. Yeah. You know what I mean? With 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 everything exactly. combined. Uh, I mean, how is that? from a business model too, going to encourage people to even step back into touring. I mean, it's had, and, and I'll also say from an emotional standpoint, it's, it's been hard for, for this, this summer for, for everything like that mm-hmm. with just being, having nothing for, uh, uh, to look forward to on the weekend. Or, and I've had all these little pop-ups. I think I mentioned this before, which says like this concert I was supposed to go to, there's only seven or eight on my little, uh, phone calendar. And it's like, nope, this was canceled. This was going to be awesome. I mean, this was a great year of vent, you know, your uh, heritage acts and newer acts that we like all going on tour. Yeah. Um, remember back in January, we, we were, did a uh, discussion on this. We were basically like, everybody's on tour. 
Yeah, we were like, this year is going to be fucking <laughs> awesome. Look at the schedule. Um, so for it to happen this year, too, is was bizarre. But, um, yeah, Live Nation, go. Yeah. Eat a dick, Live Nation. mentioned just a little bit ago when i was bitching about those kiss podcasts that are mean to us um (laughs) um, that uh brett michaels is known to do some really shitty stuff too uh his movie letter from death row have you ever seen that a good writer can make the mind imagine a great writer can make the mind believe no, but I'm looking at the I, I know of it, and I'm looking at the poster right now, and it is amazing. In our off-air uh, conversations, you actually, despite not seeing it, summarize the movie perfectly, and it is a basically green mile for those who have suffered severe head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. He, uh, it's also, did you know it stars Charlie Sheen? Yes, I, yes, I did. Okay, if you look at the DVD cover and, and stare at his picture up in the corner, if yeah. you stare at it for three seconds, you will have seen his entire appearance in the movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he That's basically he pops out of a, uh, a cop car. And that's the actual shot is from this scene. He basically gets out of the car and points a gun at Brett, and that's it. You don't see him again. Oh, that's awesome. I figured I figured those two were bros together. I can see him definitely hanging out and having dinner. Yeah. The, uh, but I do like the fact that that uh, in a letter from Death Row, the cover, just so you know, is a shirtless and uh, uh, Brett Michaels on an electric chair with great abs. So he must have done a lot of a lot of crunches right before he was about to be executed. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing the plot is. Is him getting in shape like it's like Rocky Four, except he dies at the end. Yeah, I, I, I'll spoiler alert if you don't want to know what happens in the movie, just kind of dial the volume down for about ten seconds. But uh, basically, yeah, he is uh, framed for a crime he didn't commit, and uh, murdering somebody. I think his girlfriend, a stripper, his girlfriend who's a stripper, by the way. Uh, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and there's so a. This- yeah, there's a great prison scene where basically he's attacked in the shower by a couple other inmates. Now you know sure. what happens next, right? I'm I'm assuming he drops the soap and things happen. Uh, they shave his head. Oh, yeah. Oh. The standard prison shower thing, you know, the trauma, and it of course it, it traumatizes him as if he just got anally plowed, you know, raped. So, well, sure. Well, I mean, it is really not- a bad movie. Well, um, I'm just, I would, I definitely want to watch it because I just want to know how his penmanship is with his letters. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the weird thing is that Martin Sheen plays his dad and there's a much bigger scene with him in there. So I'm not sure why he doesn't get a little more, uh, hmm. maybe Martin's like, I'll fucking do this, but you cannot put me on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I Charlie said he'd go to rehab if I did this. So... <laughs> Do, do you mind? Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Oh, Brett? Can I? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. Okay. Just so you know, I pulled this up uh, the other day prepping for this, and I was uh, I about fell out of my chair and thought my entire weekend is is going to be taken over by Brett Michaels' uh, uh, IMDb movie history <laughs> because it says 58 credits at first. I was like, "There's no way that Brett Michaels has been in 58 TV shows or movies," and um, that's not just Rock of Love episodes combined. This no, no, is, right, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's this one thing. And then I saw that it was bullshit because it was basically 
uh, credited to the music of basically nothing but a good time and every rose has its thorn has been in like 58, <laughs> 58 yeah, different okay. movies and stuff like that because I was like oh this is gold man I get to watch Brett Michael guest starring in all these movies but uh, no it's basically the uh, 1998 classic Letter from Death Row so, oh well, that's too bad uh, and what, but he has something else coming out yeah he's uh, he's back he's making another movie this is a uh, it's it's prepped as a action suspense movie and it's called mm. The Music Man and uh, <laughs> Brett shared a, a quick video of himself uh, doing firearms training for the film so uh, I did watch that yeah it's <laughs> now he's got I no details training. as of right now but uh, no but it involves apparently his uh his his tutor for shooting guns is a uh, is like somebody that some lady from CrossFit who's who's following him around. If you notice that, uh, yeah, I mean it's somebody who works on actual movies too. <laughs> that is true, but uh, uh, yeah. So if you if you're looking for for uh, Brett Michaels to discharge a weapon uh, coming up here soon, he's ready to roll. Does he have his own clothing line yet? I mean, I know he's got dog clothes. <laughs> Isn't it called Rock Your Dog? Yeah, I'm mean, something like that. Of course, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised this movie's not called uh, Rock Your Movie or something. Yeah, it's... yeah, Rock Your RV, all that stuff like that. I mean, uh, I think he does have uh, leisure wear for RV enthusiasts. I think it's his new project. And he, uh, fresh off a stint on The Masked Singer, where he remarkably lasted way too long. Uh, that was uh, about as legit as a, a wrestling match outcome. Yes, that was a big reveal. That's that's when he he put his star back in the sky, and and that's how he got this this gig shooting guns. And uh, just so you know, I, I'm not sure if you RV leisure wear is a ripped pair of boxer shirts, nothing else, and you're always holding a a, a coarse light in your hand. That's <laughs> that's RV leisure wear. Uh, apparently, so I, I think I'm you, wearing it right now. Then. this yelling what i think a lot of times is uh we the power of positive thinking is also a thing man you know sometimes i i channel my inner andrew wk and i put on my my white pants and i think i need to be a motivational speaker and one of those things to think about is there's no concerts right now so let's just talk about something positive but it has given these artists a lot of uh, creativity as far as doing streaming live acts and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. You've seen some of that. Like Bullet Boys did a kind of a cool one. That Monsters um, of Rock thing. Yeah. The, have you seen any of those? Uh, I, I, I talked about it with Ron Young a little bit. but Yeah, like how they have the three walls. It has like video screens and they're like in some kind of studio. or yeah. I don't even know where it is. Do you know where it is? It's do in L.A. somewhere. But... Okay. That's been pretty cool. Like everybody's kind of kind of doing their own thing for like an hour show and they're, they're well produced. They sound good. Yeah. Um, so I saw that one. Did, did you see any other ones besides that? I saw the Bullet Boys in the Little Caesar one. I, and the Bullet Boys, because uh, remember early on, we weren't terribly impressed with the reunited lineup. Rough. Uh, yeah, yeah. They seem to have got it pulled it together. So uh, I, I was I was happy with that. I like it. It is odd seeing uh, Mark without a guitar again. I actually yeah. do like him with a guitar. Same here. Probably because probably that's just the way I've ever seen him live before. And I thought it was pretty pretty badass. That's a little different. But, the, but then also you have, uh, you know, my infatuation with the funny named band Mustache. They are doing all kinds of random concerts now, where they'll they'll play. It's like where it's like where's Waldo? They played a concert on a a, a boat 
like a, a pier, a, 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 a pier just in front of some random ocean. Then they played on a golf course <laughs> under some tents. But they're putting on like full hour and a half shows, taking uh, audience requests like before on Facebook. So they do deep tracks. Um, Tuck Smith uh, from the Biters does this thing where he does in his attic almost every week Facebook Live on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, I've seen those. He'll, he'll just bust out his guitar. Um, he even put out a six track that has a cover of like six covers, including Hard Luck Woman. Um, he just put out a release called uh, Songs from the Quarantine or whatever. Yeah. But that's kind of fun. He's just, he's actually somebody I want to get on the show because he just talks, he goes off in the music industry, tells stories. But we wouldn't have these, these type of things, I think, without, without the situation we're in. So I'm glad to see a lot of artists are doing that clutch. They're actually doing like paid shows too, which I, I'm not sure if that's the way to go, but the but Clutch put on a full performance um, last month too, I believe. Yeah, and uh, Charlie Benante has been doing a, just basically Kiss covers with random people. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's he right. just dropped one with his girlfriend, the singer from uh, Butcher Babies, doing "Come On and Love Me," um, and the Testament guitar player Alex Skolnick. There's that quarantine with a K thing where. Speak, uh, you know, Chris Jericho and what Bruce Kulick and two random dudes seems yep. to be in there. And the one thing I, I think about those is it, that I think is amusing is I am kind of over the whole isolation videos of of people pretending to play to what's not the actual music that you're hearing. Exactly. You know yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm kind of bored with it too. I'd rather see a live performance. I understand there's there's hurdles to to doing that kind of stuff. A lot of these people live, that you know, when they're not touring, nowhere near each other. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of been played out. Um, right. And I really don't need – look, I'm not a cover song guy either. You know, some of this stuff right. is fun. Um, I, I've, I've liked a couple that Charlie did, but that, that quarantine stuff for the most part hasn't done much for me other than to, like, basically hear spot-on renditions with a right. inferior vocalist. Sorry, Jericho, you're just not Paul Stanley. But right, I, And right. I, I like Jericho. He's, he's, he seems to be a, a pretty chill dude, uh, except for on Twitter, but – uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've been doing lately, and I suggest others do, is is to save those uh, reminders, or whatever, when you're subscribing, because I get alerts saying like Tuck Smith is now in his his attic, <laughs> and he's going to get drunk and play some music or or uh, whatever your bands are. So that's been a kind of a cool thing to to know you have that and to hear something a little different. And and uh, uh, Paul Stanley has been kind of melting down. Uh, oh, good. He's he's clearly bored as fuck. Uh, they they actually have a name for him at on Shout It Out Loudcast. I don't know if you, you've heard it, but they call him Pandemic Paul. But yeah, Ooh. like like he he'll post something on on social media and he'll he'll be like sitting in his driveway on his mountain bike. He's like, I bought this bike in '94, and he's like just <laughs> smiling. And uh, and then I actually liked the the kind of where he kind of broke down the song and would play it, but he almost like insisted that we have to. Like I'm gonna sing it though. Like he could have just talked, sang it through. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's just him in a in his little studio uh, off his house there. He didn't need to prove that he can still sing because he can't, and it was actually kind of sad to see that. But sure, he uh, yeah, and he's like I don't know. He's 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 at the level where he's posting pictures of his food on on Facebook. So. <laughs> Uh, so we have two ends of the spectrum: those actually uh, creating creative content, and those losing their minds. Yeah, um, you know, you gotta. I almost feel bad for Paul because it's it's clear that he doesn't have that in him to just be that stay-at-home dad now. Like he wants to go and leave the, the kids and the wife. I want. Sorry, I got it. This is my job. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's like a travel. He's like a traveling salesman that now is he can't travel anymore. In almost fifty his, years, he's, he's been shit. doing this, and now he's stuck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's got a cycle he has to you know there's a routine man you break the routine and start losing your shit I'm nervous so nervous I overeat I lack purpose and I'm only scratching the surface and I'm not shelved cause sex sounds but how long till I'm cancelled this is 30 fucking 30 I'm still here I'm still dirty Twice every hour <laughs> And my 
My band's sick, cause my head's sick I get drunk and I'm reckless Stop my Twitter, stand my bullshit This is 30 Someone we've talked quite a bit about on this show is Sebastian Bach. Has his he's been very vocal on Twitter. He's anti-Trump. He uh, uh, he he has a lot of political ideas he wants to share right now. But he also recently got into a bit of a Twitter beef with I don't know. We could call him a decent guy. I mean, I, I interviewed him for Decibel Geek uh, TV. Uh, Chris Jericho, the uh, the the wrestler known as Jericho, he is the frontman of Fozzy. Sure, and, and you know, I think a well-known metalhead, right? I mean, he's he was basically the uh, the mascot for th- that metal show for ten ten seasons or what, however long that went. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, advocate for the genre, you know, uh, definitely seems like a, a nice guy. He's got a a cute name for a band, Fozzy. I mean, that's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> I've never really heard where that came from. Have you? Uh, basically, they were in a, in a cover band that did a lot of Aussie tunes at some point. And so they took it like a joke project oh, and turned okay. it real. So I again, actually, uh, I would say an eh, decent band with a silly name. You know what? I think I actually asked him that question in the five-minute interview. <laughs> you didn't listen to his answer. You listened to mine, though. That's good. Oh, man. I remember it now on the playback. Uh, yeah, my, I really enjoyed talking to, to Chris, uh, largely because uh, at the time, uh, uh, our, our three sides of the coins, Tommy Summers was basically trying to molest him. He was stalking him very hardcore. Mm. And uh, and uh, Jericho gave him a pretty cold shoulder. He's like, I got to do this because I had a, I had a prearranged interview where Tommy was just trying to like show him some sweet sign. And of course, Tommy eventually got his way because you know he's one of those little brats. But back to the the this supposed beef between Bach and Jericho. Um, I'm not really sure how how serious to take this, considering uh, Chris's Chris Jericho's wrestling background and and Sebastian Bach being a complete idiot. But it basically all started with uh, one person uh, tweeting to Sebastian Bach. Some, I don't know, some jerk hole on Twitter. I, can't, I don't even have his name on the screen here. But it says, uh, Chris Jericho is starting to look like Sebastian Bach. And, of oh. course, uh, Sebastian Bach uh, responds with, Every single day for the last two or three years, somebody <laughs> tells me this. Which, so that was, you know, Sebastian's Twitter reply. Uh, hey, I, 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 I'm starting to see some connection between Bako and Bach. I think it's maybe your alter ego is Bach dash O, because you guys both go off on about shit on Facebook. Sebastian Bako. Sebastian Bako. Yeah. yeah continue. Right. Uh, well, of course, after that, some other asshat on Twitter had to chime in. He says, "This time, this time, kind of coming at 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 Sebastian Bako." Oh, okay. Uh, and it said, uh, you party too much, Jericho has you beat. And, of course, Sebastian Baco is not going to let that go. Uh-uh. He definitely does, considering he mimes to a tape. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah. of, cor- of course, one other guy, just random dude. Now they're starting to get at, 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 at old Sebastian uh, here a little bit. And he goes, you know he tours with his band, right? I've seen him live a couple times. He's not lip syncing. And that's where things get dirty because old Bacco, Bacco, whatever we were going to call Sebastian (laughs) here, he goes, cool, let me see a clip of that because every single clip I've seen is Millie Vanilli. (laughs) And here comes Jericho. I see my ass ass off every night. Do you really want to go there, dude? Hi, I'm Chris Miller Vanilla Jericho. I have five top 30 singles in the last five years with my band Fuzzy. I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had three top 30 singles 30 years ago. I always admired him as a singer and a friend, and I still do. That's great, man. Is there a clip of you actually singing live? Because all I have seen are clips of you miming to tape. Congrats <laughs> on the radio hits, and your hair is certainly looking good these days. I've seen the derogatory comments towards me from somebody I considered to be a friend. So with that in mind, I'm happy to have a singer for Sebastian Bach. No effects, no turning, no bullshit. Bass is a great singer, but I'm better. You got my number, dude. Call me. 
Where is the derogatory comment? <laughs> All I asked to see one single clip of you singing live. Every clip on the internet is you miming to a tape. I will sing in your fucking face anytime. Wrestling is not rock and roll. I will show you fucking rock and roll. I've never mimed anything ever. I will fucking sing in your face anytime, anyplace, dude. I've been a fan and a defender of you since day one. But don't question my rock abilities and leave wrestling out of this. I can hit a G4, bro. It's amazing. You regurgitate my own tweet about copying me in your own tweet. It's like the exact same tweet. Explain this clip, please advise. And then he he, he rolled, uh, he shared some Facebook video that I can say I watched. It's very, there's no conclusive evidence to me that he's slip syncing, but he, he did tweet out one more thing before going to bed, and it mentions going to bed. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Someone just notified me that my name is number nine tw- trending Twitter topic of the United States of America. Okay, well, I better go to bed. <laughs> so, yeah. so what did Jericho do? Well, Jericho then posted a, a video. Did you watch this of, of him doing an acapella version singing Youth Gone Wild? We are the young, so raise your hand. They call us problem child. We spend our lives on trial. We walk an endless mile. We are the youth gone wild. We stand and we won't fall. We're one and one for all. The writing's on the wall. We are the youth gone wild. Let it get wild. Yeah. The whole thing seems really dumb. And this video of Jericho, to me, actually doesn't really help Jericho's point because it, it's he sounds like a guy that that can't really sing like he can kind of like mime some metal that he grew up listening to okay sure. but it kind of to be honest with you it reminded me I don't know if you recall this when Beyonce caught a lot of shit for lip syncing the national anthem at at Obama's inauguration and and Largely because when she was asked about it, she said she was saving her voice. It was cold and she didn't want to ruin her voice because she had the Super Bowl coming up. Basically saying <laughs> singing at the Super Bowl is more important than, than the president than, of the United States. Yeah, the, the, the presidential inauguration. How dare uh, she? among the people who gave her crap. But she showed up at the Super Bowl press conference uh, and just smugly did an acapella, you know, a very unimpressive acapella version of uh, the national anthem that showed that, yeah, she could almost hit some notes notes for the whole song and that's that's kind of what i got with this is like jericho this didn't really prove that you can sing or that you sing live it just proves you can kind of sound like some kind of super fanboy, you know in front of his cell phone video camera i'm not saying he lip syncs by the way i i i don't know look uh i i basically for um, before i even got this far into this thing i was like this is this reeks of just, I don't know, unnecessary, we're bored during COVID publicity, uh, especially with Jericho's background. This is this is basically wrestling without wrestling, which is what is wrestling what? is. You know, it's just a lot of talk and hype. And, and, you know, I mean, maybe Sebastian just woke up one day and said he wanted to be on the list, man. I don't know. It's like, you just made the list. I don't know if you know that, get that reference from Jericho's wrestling character. <laughs> hold on. He did, hold on. Jericho did also say, do I have another bro? <laughs> How much do you lift? I don't know. Oh man, you are addicted to the Jericho tweet uh, voice. Uh, that will. That, that I, I really am. That that might be uh, something we have to keep in the back pocket there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what do you? I mean, this is like going to be the worst rated episode. What if these guys actually have a sing off? You know what I mean? Like this would be like the worst rated episode of the Voice. I mean, this is the one where Adam Lambert doesn't turn his chair around. Yeah, this is called Who Gives a Fuck Season 1. <laughs> Lip Sync Showdown between Smashing Bach and Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, what about, what about, but it'll only, well, it'll only be better if it's it's a sing-off between those two and the, the judge is a, is a singing banana. <laughs> Uh, now Brett I'm Michaels. interested. Now Brett I'm Michaels officially with, with, in. I am in, yeah. Brett Michaels <laughs> Brett, should produce this sing-off. Um, Brett Michaels is the, the the deciding vote on who's a better singer. 
Well, uh, Bach did kind of throw some shade back at Jericho by throwing some screenshots of him texting Jericho with no response. And I think in it, he actually like threatens to like fight him or something. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll get in the ring because he's like six foot four and yeah, yeah. Uh, he's never six lost a fight or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Sure. Uh, where, where are your thoughts? This is, this is the real feud, fake. Uh, who would win in a sing-off and who would win in a fight? Um, I just think this is the, uh, the really dumbed-down version of uh, uh, rap artist beefs. Of the uh, the eighties, you know, this um, is Biggie and Tupac two point right? That one was uh, turned out to be pretty real, <laughs> but the uh, but yeah. the other ones uh, were came out many times that they were all like, made oh up. right, like, I know what you're lots saying, of, um, lots of them uh, later on uh, between the two, they made like they actually made deals between music labels of saying like, okay, we'll we'll hype up your your uh, your product by doing this. So this is just uh, this is one that ends up with no profit. <laughs> Yeah. Well, besides just making the list, Sebastian has also drawn a lot of ire from from haters because you know he's he's kind of a jackass and a loudmouth, and and he doesn't have the I don't know the the sleekest reputation. For myself, I will tell you, if I had to sit next to somebody on a plane, I'm probably picking Sebastian for the stories, um, <laughs> and not 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 the ones he's going to tell, the right. ones. I'm going to tell. <laughs> That's right. right. The answers. He <laughs> yeah. Gives and if I had to go on tour and share a bus with somebody for a month, I'm picking Jericho hands down. You just made the list. Hey, can I, can we do a, a Jericho and Sebastian on, on a plane sitting next to each other real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, what's the topic? What's the topic? Hey, Rutgers, can you come here, please? How many of those little bottles of tequila can I get at the same time? Is there a limit? Sebastian, are you real or what, bro? Oh, my God. Can you shut up, my Lord? I need another pillow. Miss, miss, where is the stewardess? Did you know this is the guy from Skid Row next to you? I'm going to get kicked off this plane, and it's going to be your fault. <laughs> I really don't have anyone to take this bit. I just decided <laughs> I want to be on a plane with Sebastian Mark. Oh, my God. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a cue to end this. What do you say? Uh, Right on, man. Rock's not dead. But it stayed up a little too late drinking with the guy at the decimal geek. So, sorry, folks.
do we just do hashtags eat a dick on all on all Life Nation posts? Is that the day? That's no, our gonna, version I'm of me too. Hit him up on Twitter today. I'll blast him with a bunch of eat a dick. Just <laughs> retweet everything they said with hashtag eat a dick. Baco. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we're taking the high road on this one. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 